This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris Well, 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 60 degrees here again today here outside of Philadelphia, a beautiful sunny day, kind of feels like spring, except it's not. I don't know. I told you, man, I told you, you should have listened to Al Gore. Guy was right about climate change, but I never could imagine it would be so great. We're over here living the life. I'm like, please don't make me go back to the way winters were in Pennsylvania. People used to move out of here when they got old. They moved down to Florida to get away from this stuff. Now they're moving back because not really, but uh, I saw a funny video clip, by the way. I think it was our brother Dan out in Chicago, always sending me lots of rich information, but this one took the cake. They're interviewing this guy on CNN, you know, white guy, white hair, very distinguished, blah, blah. he knows everything. And he's talking about, uh, <laughs> don't you like how I describe things? Not that there's anything wrong with being white and white hair, I've got a little myself, you know what I'm saying? But he was like the, the New York aristocrat type is what I'm trying to describe for you. And not all New Yorkers are like that. I love New York. But this guy, he goes, here in New York, it's complicated. As soon as he says that, that's what got me, okay? Just so you know where I'm coming. It's very complicated. Uh, going Going to work is very complicated when the streets are full of illegal immigrants. I would agree. But anyway, here's what he said. He says, uh, you know, a lot of these people, these immigrants, they just come in here to work hard. Blah, 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 and then you have the 1%. It's a problem. Nah, 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 nah. And he says, but here's what he says. He goes, uh, but they're coming up here to New York to rob and take, and then they're going back down to Florida to spend it. And the, the CNN anchor makes the mistake of saying, well, why do you think that's the case? Why don't they just stay down in Florida? And the guy blurt, this is a guy from New York. This is like CNN Central, this dude. And he blurts out, he goes, well, because they'd get arrested down there. Cricket, cricket, cricket. <laughs> he just said the whole quiet part out loud. How is it that you get Mayor Adams, the chief of police in there, but they don't arrest migrants that are beating up cops. This is what you get when you get like Letitia James and that Alvin the chipmunk dude up there as a prosecutor. You know what I'm talking about? It's just a mess, man. Just a mess. You're like, yeah, let's let's uh, let's diversify our uh, judicial system. Yeah, look at what's happened. White people guilty. Everybody else goes free. Here, I'll leave you with this last funny thought. I knew it was just a matter of time. I saw something like, we support the uh, LGBTQ and this and that and veterans. Everybody except white people. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, what if you're like, if, oh, they had disabled on there, too. So if you're white and disabled, I get, well, all right, we'll let you go. We'll let you go through. <laughs> let me just say this. I just hop right out of that line. I'm just going to go into the privilege line because the the non-privileged line is a boulevard of broken dreams for everybody. Look, the bottom line is this. Our nation's become very unstable. Am I right? I'm going to read to you a little uh, dissertation that I got from an esteemed writer. Did I put the link down in here? Way to go. 
Didn't do it. Sloppy. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you about it some other time. <laughs> I'll tell you about the, this the, uh, essay here. I'll have to tell you who did it later. Uh, it's a guy I follow. He's got a blog uh, set up. One of the, I see a lot of these going on. I was sign up for this blog, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know, uh, you know, who's coming up with this, but nobody's really looking for more emails." Now, having said that, you can say, "Well, you've been getting everybody to sign up for ProjectChaos.org." I sent out an email this morning, yesterday morning rather, because the uh, show was coming up, and um, it's like, you know, two sentences in total. I had to, like, spread the text out to make it look like a proper email body. I'm not kidding. So I'm like, hey, going to have a good show today. Here's what it's about. Check it out. I don't need them sitting there reading. Well, let me tell you another thing. <laughs> Nobody, there's so much filler in everything anymore. It's just gotten ridiculous. I'm going the other way. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. You know, all these people asking you to subscribe. They want to send you lots of information. I've made it clear. I'm emailing, uh, but I'm not sending you lots of information. I'm just going to keep you updated once on the show. I'm sending two a week, basically, to announce the show, what it's going to be about, and then the links after the back end. Probably going to stick with something like that. I'm not renting out my list either. I hope you'll check it out. I completely distracted myself on that conversation. Projectchaos.org. If you're not on my list for that, I hope that you will. The radio show, the links to play it back. I'm telling you, it could be the best of the Christopher Scott show. It really, it's amazing the work that went into it and where we've arrived with that. I hope you check it out. You can listen. You don't have to sign up for anything. All the links for the radio show and the um, you can stream it back and play it back after the show. Go to ProjectChaos.org. Go check out my new radio show, man. I don't know how many times I got to ask if people, everybody's dragging. No, that's not true. We're getting a lot of support, but I know how many people listen to this podcast, and I know how many have moved over there. And for some reason, maybe it's because of the veteran tie. Maybe I haven't talked about what it's about enough. Go figure it out on your own, (laughs) projectchaos.org. That's a nice sales pitch, right? Anyway, everybody's signing up for these blog things is what I was saying, and uh, I signed up for a couple myself, if you can believe it. Anyway, all I do is every day I go file them away. I don't even read them anymore. I don't have time for this stuff. Anyway, this uh, little treatise that I stumbled across, talking about the fall of our country, why America will fall, not why it could fall, why America will fall. All right, yes, I agree the country's um, very unstable, acts of disrespect towards the country, flag burning, defacing national monuments, tearing down statues, all things that have now become commonplace. Commonplace. It's almost like it's uh, like a thing to do, go tear down a statue statue or something like that. Left-leaning cities are governed by individuals who seem to dislike their own civilization. Case in point, the new so-called border bill that they sent out. What a slap in the face. What a slap in the face. He says, a new world will emerge after the Great Reset, lacking the free markets that were essential in systems, like in the USSR. Hmm. Many powerful individuals, including presidential candidates, are considered to be globalists, not nationalists, willing to give up national sovereignty in order for grander global gains, in other words, selfish. There is continuous discussion among patriots about elections 
and potential candidates who can save the country. But he makes the argument that one person can't do it. I've said the same. So why will American fail? He says that there's two issues, basically. And that is the devaluation of the dollar and the white replacement that's going on. Um, in a sense, kind of, that the federal government is being used to overthrow our own country from within. Seems to be the case. Um, no real preparation being made to adjust for the lack of a dollar standard and where we're headed with all that. And then, of course, the whole open border problem. And he basically says in regards to the open border problem, he just says, look, we're being replaced. Look at what's happening in New York City. Michael Savage, the show host, was talking about this years ago. It's what got him fired up. He was squeezed out of academia. They wouldn't hire him because of DEI. It wasn't called DEI back then. But they said, no, we're going to go with the black lady, not you, doctor. And, of course, he went, this Jewish guy got booted out. He was one of the ones to see it. What was he? Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. A square deal. That's all that people want. A square deal and an opportunity to go work and make a living. That's what good people want. Anyway, I don't want to get off point. This guy's making the point that America will fail. And he's blaming it on the, the fiat. He says petrodollar. I say fiat currency. That can only fail. Um, so that's one. We're in agreement on that. And the second is with this replacement, this invasion that's currently going on, that it's just going to smother out our culture. And it largely already has. What's left of the culture that I stepped into at 17 years old when I took an oath to defend the country. What's left of that country? Barely recognizable. Barely recognizable. I said it six years ago when I started the podcast. I said, we better be careful. I said this. This wasn't, I've never parroted anybody here. You know that this podcast has always been my own authentic voice. And I said it then. I was I I was started this podcast. If you remember the story, does anybody remember? Bringing back the uh, magic of old school talk radio. Talk about a failed <laughs> marketing plan. That was oh yeah, a little late for the party there, Bucko. Nobody's buying into that kind. There was a, there was on WWDB where I host my show. There was a guy who came out. He was going to be the the gentleman of talk radio. That's who I emulated this whole thing. Bring back the magic of old school talk radio. I'm like yeah, that guy died like a hundred years ago, Chris. I missed that part of it. But I wanted to do something that was uh, enjoyable to listen to, that you could listen to your children around, that was engaging, intellectual. I know, this is just like world peace, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> okay, the next thing you know, you're relegated to sound bites and mental madness because it's the only way to get people's attention anymore. Not really. I've stayed true to it. But what did I say six years ago? I said, we better be careful. We're going to wake up to a country we no longer recognize. And it happened. COVID did it. COVID was the point. They said, Trump, we're going to have our way, which was what? Everybody misses this and the whole thing, the whole Trump thing. That's where I agree with this guy. One man can't do it, even though I do think Trump is our best chance of at least holding the line. I don't know if it'll do any good. Why? Because the money's already been spent. I saw, I think the Fed chair was out today saying we're, we're spending money, spending future generations money. <laughs> How do you spend money that's already been spent? They spend it three, four times. 
They're already into spending our future money. What are you talking about future generations? i got to retire at some point. I'm 53. I'm like, what's going to happen in the next 10 years? I'm looking at the price of everything. And I'm like, right now, you've heard me talk. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm like, what happens in 10 years, though? What happens when I go to retire? All this inflation keeps going. It won't stop. They won't be able to stop it. People don't realize. I don't know. But the, we certainly seem to be in this, this free fall. Attempts to confine us permanently have failed. Some people managing to avoid urban prisons and live freely. The best hope lies in creating, listen to what he says, self-sufficient communities, securing local food supplies, and conserving energy and ammunition for the final stage before the reset. And this is the point I wanted to bring you to in this. What do we do? What do we do? Listen to me. And you better listen good. As I'm going to give it to you straight. The answer is very simple. And that is, I'm going to tell you, how does America succeed? Why America will fail. The only way we will fail is if people have been listening to this will fail nonsense. Failure never predetermined. I think sometimes religious people get caught because they say, well, they, you know, that the God has preordained everything and they think that we're just kind of, you know, acting our part in a script or something like that. I don't want to get into the religious aspect of it. It's not my thing. But I'm just going to say to you that I believe that we're willing participants in this game of life and that we have God-given skills and talents and we can absolutely uh, affect the outcomes. Maybe not on a broader scale, but certainly on a uh, micro scale. And that's all we really need to worry about at the end of the day. The problems of the world are not ours. The problems of the nation are not mine, they're not yours. But the problems of our communities and our families, well, those are our problems to deal with. What is the answer? It's what he said. Strong local communities. Let me share with you a little something about my background you probably don't know. I was actually a church planter for a while. Uh, not really. <laughs> I wasn't doing the planting myself, although I was, I was helping. Uh, doing a lot of missions work, going out and talking to different people. And I was on the uh, board of our church missions conference. And uh, our job was to plant churches, provide funding for it. And we'd go into these different communities, not so much, a little bit in Philadelphia, a little bit in Philadelphia. Actually, let me use the example of Philadelphia. I've told this story a little bit before. No, I'm going to use Allentown since I've told the Philly story before. You go up into Allentown, at least at that time. I haven't been back in quite a few years now. We were looking for real estate up there, and there's a large Puerto Rican population uh, that's come from New York that's taken over the demographics out there. And the white people don't like it, largely. There's a lot of racism, just speaking frankly about it. And um, I never really had a problem with um, other races, um, even if I can be very cynical at times and very untrusting. Uh, but the long and short of it is uh, Puerto Rican people don't bother me. Uh, matter of fact, I love Puerto Rican food very much and found some great places. I, I literally uh, walked every block of that city. Can you imagine this? We're searching for real estate. This is the kind of commitment I had. Mapped every every multifamily property. It was just crazy the amount of work we were doing. And uh, never bought anything in Allen. We had an agreement on a property. had a fire before sun was a story in itself. But anyway, uh, Puerto Rican population. Um you know, people people didn't um, very much um, 
like the Puerto Rican population. And, and I found out what it was, by the way, very simply. This, this cracks me up. At least what I think it was. And Puerto Rican people, when they greet you, are very boisterous by design. You meet a Puerto Rican person, they say, eh, how you doing? And you go, eh, it's okay. They're going to be upset thinking you're not happy with them or something like that. Now, I'm not Puerto Rican, so maybe you can describe the culture better. But anyway, long story short, the loud Puerto Rican people scared the crap out of the white people. Uh, but not me. I went down there and got to know them and had made some great friends and uh, good times. Anyway, tough neighborhoods, church planting. And uh, down there, I had a pastor friend who was uh, had a little church down there. And um, he would do a lot of little things. He was a smart guy. He didn't have any, really much money. He didn't have a lot of resources. And he wasn't there to provide for. He was there to build people up. He understood that difference. But he understood the practical implications of being Christ's hands and feet in the world every day. And the amount of work and effort that that takes. And love is an action, not a passive thing. Okay, These people that had put their sign up out front. Hate has no home here. Really, who have you fed recently? All right, That's what we were doing. We were going out, literally, going out and feeding people. All right? And that was a big part of church growth. And by the way, the big thing that I did is I started a uh, flag football league uh, that was wildly successful, still runs today, and I could tell you all about that. But I want to stick with the story a second and how this country uh, can avoid failing. And the answer lies right in there in what that little pastor was doing. It was actually Bethlehem where he was, was right next to Allentown. And that that little Spanish-speaking pastor, I forget his name now. He might have been Puerto Rican, I don't remember. But he would preach the gospel, and he would talk about how important it is to have God in your life. And he would just bring people together in simple, practical ways. What was he doing? He was building a community. And those people looked after each other. They cared for each other. They helped each other. That's a community. And I think that in our reliance on government, we've forgotten about these things. What am I trying to tell you? You want to know what saves this country? Go plant a church. That's what the country was built on. See, nobody's going to church anymore. I kind of liken it to AM radio, just having this conversation. Nobody's listening to AM radio anymore. Nobody. I actually said as a joke, I got a radio station. I'm telling you, I don't know if anybody's listening, man. I said to my buddy, I was like, I'd like to offer $1,000 one day for the first person that calls in that doesn't know me personally. I don't know if anybody's listening. They are. I'm not saying it's like that, but the numbers, it just seems kind of, they say nobody's going to church. Well, nobody's listening to talk radio. Why? Because talk radio sucks. Nothing but a bunch of lies. What does that have to do with church, Chris? I don't know. When I drive by the Lutheran church up here on the corner and I see that LGBTQ flag, And I think to myself, who do you think you're fooling? Who do you think you're fooling? That not every six-year-old kid driving by there doesn't know the truth about your filthy little lies. And you wonder why the church is dying along with the country. Come back. You could start a church today. I'm just planting the seed, man. There's tax benefits, all kinds of legal benefits to doing that. And you could literally form your own little commune, if you will, and and live that way. Incredible. Veterans, people doing it. They buy a property. Hey, we're going to live here as a group necessarily. Now, 
before you get into that, I ought to fairly warn you. You know, a pastor friend said, he's going to get involved in the church, and you get involved in the underbelly, and you realize it's a little messy down there, just like everywhere else. Nothing comes easy, man. People are messy. People are dirty. How does America, why America will fail, will fail? How many times do we see this all over the place? And tell me it hasn't gotten into everybody's head. Well, for good reason, because there's quite a bit of truth behind it, isn't there? Look at what these people are doing to our country. Certainly we're fighting an uphill battle. Now you might say, nah, it's, just, it's insurmountable, we can't beat this. How can you say that and call yourself a a patriotic American? Do you think that Paul Revere sat there in his living room? I don't know. The British are here. They're on our soil. They're armed. They're threatening us. People are getting killed. What are we going to do? The Indians, what are we going to do? It's not what they did. We need to get back to the basics. People that believe that hard work and determination can overcome anything. People that don't give up. People that see tough times as an opportunity, not a reason to get up. To give up, rather. It's called resilience. It's called faith. Right? There's passages in the Bible about all this. And we are undeniably in the middle of a leadership crisis, a moral crisis in this country. I talk about it every damn day. And this new culture of destruction has done a lot of damage, sadly. But if you have faith in God, then you know that good always prevails. So what are you waiting for? Go build a new community. Why are we giving up? It makes no sense to me. I see that this, uh, in everywhere I turn, it's this giving up. Not me. I'm going to keep fighting back as long as I can. I'm going to just keep working, working in the land, doing what I have to do. The rest will take care of itself. Believe it or not, i got a couple of headlines to get to. Would you like to hear them? Um, uh, this Montana family lost custody of their child, 14-year-old daughter, after refusing to let her transition to a boy. This has got awful, awful to me. A uh, 14-year-old girl is going through some serious emotional changes. And to have the wards of the state involved in this is just... Um, and then they're going to force these chemicals and stuff on her. I, I would be uh, going crazy. Elon Musk, if you don't know, has been very outspoken about the problem of the illegal immigrants. Huge, huge problem. Biden super PAC plans a historic $250 million ad blitz. They're going to need more. They're going to need more money to explain to you why all this is good when it's not. Black national anthem at the Super Bowl. Why are we playing anything but our own? Play none. Did you hear about this? The Vermont wealth tax. What does this mean? They want to tax equity, which is totally anti-American, viewed as unfair, Look, I just want you to listen to me very carefully. You people think, wow, I'm wealthy. It's the rich people, not me. Oh, contraire, Pierre. Suppose grandmom gives you that old silver ring or whatever, and you come to find out it was passed down. It's worth a million and a half dollars. 
No kidding. Lucky you. It's your lucky day. Cash in. Well, not today. Because there's going to be a wealth tax put on it. But the bigger part is that you ought to be asking. <laughs> we already knew this was coming. This will, Once they start adopting wealth taxes, national security laws, that's when you know the end is coming. And here we are. They're talking about it. That should be the scary part. They really should be. But here's the scarier part. <laughs> tax revenues, tax receipts are through the roof high like everything else. Why do they need to take more when such a dramatic structural change, you have to ask? First human has received Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chip implant with terrified fans. Everybody's so terrified they don't even know what they're talking about, really. Who knows what this thing is? Uh, I would not likely get one, but I suppose if I couldn't move my arms, maybe I would. Israel says it'll take all of 2024 to eliminate the Hamas threat, or longer, they say. Well, so now we know the truth. This was really just another effort to get us into a never-ending war. How are things in Israel? Has anybody been there? Is it peaceful there? Are people living there? Okay, it's just a total mess over there. World's largest sovereign wealth fund, Norway, produced a record $213 billion profit. Why don't we have any sovereign wealth funds? We have just the opposite. We have sovereign debt funds that our children will have to pay. Uh, United States retaliating for drone attacks in Iran. This is kind of interesting. You know, of course, the papers are, you know, we're on the verge of World War III. This is the end. It's all going down. Maybe it will be. I don't know. Uh, but I like to know how is it the United States just goes and blasts these bombs all over the place, and in the meantime, there's been no war declared, no action by Congress, nothing. Who's authorizing it? President ultimately. Uh, notorious ransomware gang ALPHV says it obtained um, FBI documents. Uh, the notorious. Ransomware gang Black Cat <clears throat> is threatening to release classified and top secret documents from numerous U.S. intelligence agencies. Let me just sum this up for you very simply from my digging and watching into all this. As best I can tell, none of the internet is secure at this point. Not your personal data. I just got a thing from my mortgage company that my data was hacked, the VA was hacked. Um, I mean, I think I, I, Experian got hacked. I'm like, well, what, what's left that they don't know? And what are they doing with all this data that keeps getting stolen? Nobody can answer that question. It's very, it's very concerning, though. It just simply cannot be kept secure. Um, now the government having the same problem. Yeah, maybe it'll be a good thing. It'll bring everything out into the, uh, into the light. Uh, Mike Lindell says Fox News has given him the boot. This is so typical anymore. And why I say it's so important to own your own digital real estate email list is what that amounts to these days in practical terms. I'm sure there's other ways to do it. Um, but uh, my pillow apparently spent hundreds of millions of dollars in ads on Fox News. Apparently it worked. Lots of people have my pillow pillows, I guess. And now the whole thing just seems to be drying up. I don't know if we'll ever hear from Mike Lindell again. Fascinating story, that guy. All around when you think about it. He was a crack addict. 
recovered, became religious, gets caught up with Trump, supporting Trump, and then gets goes consumed from going from making pillows to trying to save the election or what have you. Well, it didn't work out very well. And he's just been made to look like a, a fool in the media, sadly. Real patriot, at least in his intentions. I really wasn't following what he did to speak about it, but he seemed sincerely concerned about the country. I don't know if you heard this story. This OnlyFans model murdered her boyfriend. This is really interesting to me. This is down in Texas. So this um, blonde white girl, see the photograph. She's a, you know, she has a my fan, OnlyFans account, and uh, she's got the picture of her and her boyfriend that she murdered. I think I remember seeing this before down in Texas. Texas got blonde hair, blue eyes, and the black dude that she's with. I'm like. Talk about a mismatch. I'm like, this is like the ugliest looking black dude I've ever seen in my life. And, um, you know, she seemed to be, like I said, gorgeous in the in the photograph. Well, <laughs> then you see the booking photo and you see what all the, um, the uh, makeup and everything did. And then I see the parents involved in this whole thing. And I just think to myself, I guess this OnlyFans thing is the, is the new prostitution, basically. It's unbelievable. And the parents got arrested in this, by the way. All I see, just to tell you, is some mentally ill, spoiled little brat that only ever got her way and, you know, takes on this black dude boyfriend like it was like a token for her. Is my is what I, I might take on all this. I don't know. And then she ends up killing him. Why? Who knows? Who knows, really? Biden's going to travel to... East Palestine. I guess he did this last week or so. What a phony. No wonder nobody's watching. They're going to go back there so long after the whole train derailment and act like he really cares. He doesn't care at all. I don't know. What are you going to do? The place is going crazy. you got to keep the faith. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Sure hope to see you there. Make it a great day.